Good morning. Our text this morning comes from the book of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. Let us stand as we read from God's word this morning. We read in Jesus' name. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then the angel Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for gathering us together to worship you, to praise you, to thank you for all that you are and all that you've done for us in your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for gathering us together to hear from you and your word. Father, we just pray that you would speak to our hearts, that we might grow in wisdom and understanding of who you are and why we, bre- we celebrate this season that we are now in. So, Father, we pray that you would bless our time together in your word this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it's good to be back with you this Sunday. As you might know, Alyssa, the girls, and I spent last week in North Carolina with my family. But the great thing about leaving is that we anticipate seeing each other again. Isn't that why we celebrate Advent? You know, today is the first Sunday in Advent, and it entails the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. We celebrate Advent in preparation for the arrival of the Savior. 
We remember the first arrival as Jesus was born of a virgin lying in a manger. We remember this first arrival by putting our Christmas tree up. We give gifts to each other as a reminder of the greatest gift given to us when God sent his son into the world as a baby so that he might be born and die so that he might save the world from their sin. But Advent is also about the second arrival of the Savior. As the Savior comes back and takes all those who believe up to heaven to be with him. We also start a a new sermon series today that we have for Advent this year. And it is entitled, Wide Awake. And this morning we look at it as wide awake to watch. But there's a problem about staying awake. It's hard to do, isn't it? It's hard to stay awake for so long. I mean, we even see this in the next chapter of of Mark where Jesus takes his disciples into the garden. And then he is going to leave the disciples there to go off to the Father and pray. But before Jesus leaves the disciples in in the garden, what does he say? Stay awake. Watch and pray. But what happens? Do they stay awake? Do they pray? No. They fall asleep. They're sleeping. And then Jesus comes back and says, Hey guys, come on, I've only been gone an hour. How could you fall asleep? And then a few seconds later, Jesus tells them, look, I'm going to go back and I'm going to spend some more time praying. But I want you to stay awake. I want you to pray. But what happens? Jesus comes back again. And he finds the disciples asleep again as well. You would think the disciples would be awake, but they can't do it. We can find a parallel um, version in the book of Matthew. And even Matthew says it even happens a third time. It was just hard for them to to stay awake. Especially after the the day that the disciples had. They spent most of the day traveling to Jerusalem. And of course they weren't traveling the way that we travel today. There weren't any planes, trains, or automobiles. And then they went into Jerusalem to find somewhere they could celebrate Passover. And so it was kind of late by the time that they had dinner and then went into the garden. 
and they fell asleep. Well, it's just as hard for us to stay awake spiritually and watch. We just look at what's going on in the world today as we see riots, we see buildings being broken into and burned. We see the country going in the wrong direction, or going, will be going in the wrong direction. And the election nightmare just continues on. And then there's COVID. And now because of COVID, our Thanksgiving and our Christmas pl plans have gone awry. And that's just what's happening outside the walls. You know, the church hasn't been able to function the way that it has in a very long time. Then there are those who will tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. They will say that we need to trust them because they know better than anyone else about what we can and cannot do. It's so easy for us to focus on what is happening around us rather than looking to the one who has it all under control. The one who has overcome everything. In this, we begin to fall asleep spiritually. We wander off from our relationship with God. Well, what does the Bible say about this? The Bible tells us that bad things will happen. Things will not go the way that we thought that they, the way that we thought they should happen. But the Bible also tells us that we need to be awake and to watch. Why is this? God wants you to be wide awake to watch because Jesus is coming back. And Jesus is coming back for you. In verses 24 through 27, it says, But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven. It's going to be pitch dark. And why do we not need the sun and the moon and the stars? Because Jesus will be the light that we need. And the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Angels will be gathering the elect, the saved, the chosen. They're going to be taken to be with Jesus. Isn't that you? John 3.16 says, For God so loved you. Yes, you being part of the world. God so loved you that he gave you his only begotten, his one and only son so that you, if you believe, you will receive the promise of heaven. Isn't that such exciting news? Jesus is coming back. And so we stay awake 
to watch for Jesus is on his way. We also stay wide awake because we do not know when Jesus is coming back. We read in our text that he doesn't even know. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the time will come. So how are you or anyone else supposed to know when Jesus will come back? When Jesus was here and said he didn't even know. And yet there have been times that others have said that they knew when Jesus was coming back. You know, there was a guy by the name of William Miller. And no, if, but if, you're not watch, if you are watching, we, we know that it wasn't you. Bud Miller. His name is William Miller. Okay. But this was back in 1884. And on, he said that on April 18, 1884, Jesus will be coming back. Well, we know that that's not true. And then Harold Camping. He also said that Jesus was coming back. He first said that Jesus would come back in the year of 1994. And then he said that he would come back in 2011. The Bible tells us of false prophets, prophets and fa false Christs that will come and try to confuse us. And if we are spir sleeping spiritually, we will start to believe that what they are saying is true. You might think that you have all the time in the world to come to Christ. But you don't know when he's coming back. But that's why we have something called faith. And faith is something that God gives to you. Faith tells us that we can trust in Jesus and what he accomplished for us as he came and died on the cross. So that we might have life and life forever with him. And we can count on his timing being perfect. He will come when the Father tells him to come. Our timing, not so perfect. And so we stay awake so that we might know when Jesus is coming. At the same time, God provides us with clues on, on when Jesus will be appearing. No, he might not tell us the day or the hour. But if, we are, but if we're sleeping, we don't see these signs. In verse 28 and following, it says, From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words 
will not pass away. You know, over Thanksgiving, my family was working on a puzzle. And this puzzle was different than any other puzzle that we've worked on before. You know, I've never seen so many different shapes of the puzzle pieces before. It felt like it was going to take a century to complete this puzzle. You know, when you work on a puzzle, in the beginning, you might have all the edge pieces, but you know that you are nowhere near being finished. But when you start to see some of the buildings or the landscapes coming into form, you know that the end is near. And so is the promise that God gives to us. You will see signs of things taking place, and you will know that the end is near. And so God wants us to be wide awake, to see and to watch for the signs that he has marked out for us. God wants us to be wide awake to watch so that we can be ready for when he comes. You know, Jesus tells a story about those who were ready and those who were not ready when the time for Jesus came to take them home. Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took the, their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five of them were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy, and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom! Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go! Rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom, bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. There were some who were ready for Jesus to return. Some of them believed in Jesus and what he accomplished for them, and they were able to enter heaven. But then there were others who knew that Jesus was coming, or they heard that Jesus was coming, and yet they did not believe. And so when Jesus came back for them, what happened? They were left out. And they were not able to receive that promise that Jesus had for them. They were not ready. So what can we do to prepare for when Jesus comes? How can we know that we are ready for when he returns? 
Well, first, we have God's Word. You know, it was a couple weeks ago now that we were told not to sing in church. And there may be a time in the future we are told not to read the Word any longer. And yet the Word is still written on our hearts. The words that we have received, words that we may have memorized, are in here. And nobody can take those words away. Will that happen? Only God knows. But we have seen it happen in other countries. We read the word as we are reminded of God's promise to us. That those who believe and receive the gift of Jesus Christ have a promise of eternal life. We also can be ready as we pray to the Lord. A little while ago, we heard about the disciples and how they were asked to watch and pray, and yet they have fallen asleep. There's an acrostic that we can use to pray. It comes from the, the, the form of the word acts. A is for adoration. We can praise God for who he is. C is confession. As we seek God's forgiveness for our sins. An angel told Jesus in a dream that you will name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And the promise is, is that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The T in Acts is thanksgiving. We can thank God for all that he has done for us and in us for the sake of his kingdom. And then S is supplication. As we can pray to the Lord for anyone or anything, we might pray that God would speak into the hearts of our loved ones who don't know him, that they might have life. God wants us to be awake so we can be ready for when he returns. And God also wants us to be wide awake to watch what he is doing, for he has something for us to do in the meantime. He wants us to see what he is doing and for us to join him in his mission. And what is his mission? Well, it's making disciples. Well, you might say, well, there's always tomorrow. I can do it next week. Or maybe somebody else will come along and, and speak into their lives. But we don't know the day. We don't know the hour of Jesus' return. And so Jesus invites us in his mission to make disciples today. 
Jesus says it's like a man going on a journey. When he leaves his home and puts his service in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake, therefore stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. What happens if we're asleep? Well, Christmas isn't about Jesus. Advent just becomes another event. Trees are not put up, lights are not lit. The word is not read. If we are asleep, we are not ready for Jesus to arrive and we will be left out. out we will be left out of the greatest promise ever given. That promise of heaven with Jesus. This Advent, may we be wide awake to watch for Jesus. For Jesus is on his way. Will you be ready for when he comes for you? It might be tomorrow, next month, next year, or in 10 years. But in this Advent season, we can celebrate that he will return. And he will take us, his children, his followers, to be with him. Heaven and earth will pass away but God's word will not pass away. This world may not look so great. It is winter. The world is on fire. Our nation is moving farther and farther away from the truth. And yet we can live with such great anticipation. We do not have to fear, but we can keep on we can watch and pray and walk in the light of God's highway. For we know what is to come and who is to come. What a great promise that we have of Jesus coming again. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and we thank you for its truth. Father, help us to live in that promise that you, day, that you one day will return. And Father, we pray that if someone here who has not believed, Father, we pray that you would turn their hearts, that you would turn their minds, that they might be prepared for the, the arrival of the Savior. Father, help us to live in the light of your highway that we would not walk around in fear, but we would walk in faith, trusting that what you have accomplished is enough. Father, we thank you for the promise of salvation. We thank you for this time of year in which we look forward to you coming again. Father, we praise you and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came into this world so that he might be the savior of it, and that by believing we have life forever with you. Father, we thank you for that promise to us today. We pray these things in the wonderful name of our Savior, 
Jesus Christ. Amen.